Welcome to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast, a part of the DynastySportsEmpire.com podcast network. Dare I say the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Sports Empire podcast network. We bring you the latest in sports and fantasy sports with, shall we say, a lighter approach to what most people consider a very serious undertaking. The NFL draft is one of the most anticipated days on any football fan's calendar, and that also means fantasy football season is not too far behind. That would be now. DynastySportsEmpire.com is going to change the way you play fantasy football. DSE offers fantasy football gamers of all skill levels an opportunity to draft and retain your well-maintained rosters, or not-so-well-maintained rosters, and players for their entire NFL career. Highlighted with large rosters, high-scoring games, easy payouts, and amazing online community, DSE has everything you would want in a challenging online experience. Please visit them at DynastySportsEmpire.com. That's DynastySportsEmpire.com. And check out all the amazing formats for this upcoming fantasy football season. On the show today, we have MLB relocation news. Uh, Tim Tebow, tight end. Uh, Dodgers, slow start. And Lakers and Celtics, stuck in the play-in tournament. As always, you can email us at DSEThePodcast at gmail.com, at DSAPodcast on Twitter, DSE the podcast on Instagram rate and review us on Apple podcast to help other people find us. If you give us five stars, we will read it on the air or internet or whatever they call podcasts. <laughs> Thanks. All right. All so <laughs> as always, I'm your host, Jeff Roman. And alongside me, that guy right there uh, with me tonight and every night is a guy who never accidentally gives his horse some steroids. Tim Reinhardt. Welcome Tim. <laughs> Oh man, this story is so bananas. Like it cracks me up. So so let's let's set this one up. So for yeah. the people who don't understand the reference, um, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, Medina Spirit, not not the uh, horse that I picked, by the way. That not that the horse was that you picked. It. Okay, um, I didn't know Medina Spirit before they won the Kentucky Derby, and afterwards, I probably didn't know who Medina Spirit was. Yeah, before, so, before, did you do you yeah. get into it? Do you watch the Kentucky Derby? Like, do you gamble on it? Do you do any of that? It, it's not really something that I've had much interest in. I don't, I don't find it that interesting. It's so short that I always feel like I miss it. You know, it's like okay, it happens from three twenty three to three twenty. Four. Well, first off, it, it's way later in the way later in the day, Jeff. Come on. They don't they don't run the main event at, at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's like well, you can tell how much I pay attention to horse racing. Um, so I I visited Saratoga um, six years ago, and I wouldn't have I, I guess so. There, uh, the Meadowlands is near where I grew up, so I, there was some horse racing. Uh, generally in the area, but you know, like when you're a younger person, you're not going to horse. You can't really can't go, I guess. Um, I mean, what's the fun? Um, so when I went to, I really wasn't into it, but then when I went to Saratoga in 2015, um, I took a tour of the stables and I was like totally into it. Um, and now I, um, I try to watch all the big races, um, get into the, get into the jockeys and, uh, and the trainers and all of that. Um, so it is, I, I've, I, I, you're right. It is a short, uh, it is a short little spurt of a race. Um, but I'm, I, I like it. It's kind of a fun, a fun sport to get to know a little bit about. Okay. Well, we should have, we should have had this on, talked about this last week and previewed it and, and, uh, had your picks. You didn't have Medina spirit. Who did you have? Um, I, I went with um, the uh, the horse that 
Um, so I, 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 I have a, I go with like the jockeys. Um, okay. I try to go with the jockeys when I pick horses. So um, I went with the horse that um, Javier Castellano, I believe is his name. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he Deep cut. All right. I love yep, it. Yep. Uh, so he, when I go back to Saratoga, when I went, when I went to Saratoga, um, I picked his horse like all day, um, and ended up, uh, doing pretty well. So I went okay. with his horse. I believe he rode, um, believe he rode, um, highly motivated or known agenda. One of those two, I can't remember. Um, either, uh, they came in like ninth or 10th place, uh, either of them. So, um, I know hot rod Charlie was a lot of people's like, um, what do you call it? Uh, like under the radar pick came in third. Um, but yeah, let's get to this Medina spirit stuff. Cause it's, it's so bizarre okay. and interesting. Okay. Um, go ahead. So yeah. So Medina spirit wins. And then after the race, they do a drug test of the horses as you right. do. Uh, and Medina spirit, um, and, and I'm looking it up. So I just, I make sure that I get this right. Tested positive for an excessive presence of beta methasone, an anti-inflammatory drug permitted only in sanctioned amounts. So right. m- that is my guess, a, a coverer for steroid type things, or I don't know. I don't know what beta methasone is. Um, I don't either. Are, are you familiar with the, the horse? The only, uh, uh, animal related um, medicines I know is that when we were playing uh, fantasy, not fantasy, but flag football um, and our, our <laughs> topical hot peppers. I know exactly where you're going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> our, our, our quarterback and captain and coach uh, Kirk, shout out to Kirk yeah. brought over some uh, you, you had a, uh, I had a dinged up hamstring. hamstring. Yeah. Yeah. He brought over some <laughs> topical hot peppers that were only, I believe in use for, for horses, um, at the time. Is that correct? Uh, we're going to have to check with, with him on yeah. that. I, okay. I just remember him introducing it and like, like trying to give it to me and me being like, well, I like hot peppers, but do I like, you know, <laughs> them on my hamstring and <laughs> yeah but uh you know it whatever we won the league it was <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it was all it was all it. worth it all worth it all worth it all right so um i went off i went off topic again yeah so um, i think the drug yeah. right, so i just kind of googled it here i guess it yeah um this is this looks like it's actually what you'd use it for if you were a human um never mind this is it I guess it's a steroid cream or like, uh, for humans, it says it's a steroid cream of some kind. Um, okay. So that doesn't help us with horses. I don't know. Right. Maybe it does. So, I, I don't know. So whatever it is, it, there's only a, a limited amount that you can have within the horse's bloodstream or yeah. whatever. 10 picograms, uh, I think it is, or something like 10, that. 10 whatever, picograms. again, whatever a picogram is. Yeah, picogram. I don't yes, know. Yes, exactly. Had at least 11 picograms. 21. Uh, 21. 21. There you go. Twice as many picograms. Yeah. So, um, you know, so the the trainer, I believe, um, Bob Baffert, got yep. suspended. The horse is not suspended no. yet, um, pending a second test, I believe, from another laboratory. Um, so the horse is cool. Uh, the, the trainer is out. Um, so, yeah. I, so if you ahead. heard like what his, 
explanations have been and stuff. It it's kind of like, well, I, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> so I saw this. I heard this on the radio this morning that he apparently claimed that it was a groom, which I guess is like one of the people that like is in the stable helping to take right. care of the horse. I guess um, he says yeah. that a groom urinated in the stall on some hay and the horse ate the hay, but because the groom had taken too much cough medicine, (laughs) there was this, this, uh, drug or whatever. Um, in, yeah, that's the excuse. And then there was another thing he said something about like, this is what, uh, I guess there was like some interview where he claimed something about like cancel culture and like, this is a different world and America is different now. And it's like, say what you will about that. So let's get back to the horse. <laughs> what does this have to do? I, I didn't watch the whole like interview um, or whatever, but I saw the headline of that. Just like, doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Like, meanwhile, like if you're, yeah, uh, don't, don't drug the horse. How about that? Yeah. So it, it, it looks like this is not obviously this guy's first time. Um, having a having a run in with the, right. uh, the the doping situation, so I I think that he had a uh, um, another one uh, last gamine. year. Gamine, yeah, gamine, uh, yeah. The veterinarians gave him drugs, I guess, that time, and you know it didn't. the The levels did not go down by time uh, of the race, so um, you know. Uh, it seems like this is a, uh, a continual situation for him. I, I just find it uh, funny just to think about this, you know, uh, the horse doing the like Roger Clemens type apology tour. Shout out to my yeah. father-in-law who we, we talked about this over the weekend. Shout out vaccines for that. Um, where, <laughs> you know, it's like the horse gets up to the mic and is like, well, you know, I just took this something from, from this trainer and, you know, I, I, yeah. I take full responsibility. I for my, you know, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like the, the uh, I remember the Jason Giambi one where he was like apologizing, but like didn't say what right. he was apologizing for. Yes. Um. Yeah. All that's or like the Mark McGuire. I'm not here to talk about the past. Yes. Yeah, any yeah. one of those from the horse would be hilarious. <laughs> would be good. So somebody's good at uh, at uh, not Photoshop, but you know, uh, video editing can take care of that for us. Um. So this continues to be kind of silly and fun um, just because obviously there's a, a horse involved that really probably doesn't have any, anything to say about it, but well, um, if I can like bring it to like a ahead. slightly more serious, like mindset, like, so please go if we're talking about like human beings taking steroids um, that, right. That's their conscious choice. Like they, they're, they're presumably, weighing the different risks and, you know, punishments, uh, bodily harm that they could bring upon themselves. Um, and like these horses have no agency whatsoever. Like, and so if like you're in a sport that like is glorifying, you know, these, these animals for their strength and their ability to do all these things, like, and then, you know, and then, shooting them up with drugs or whatever it is that, uh, they may, may or may not be, I mean, I don't know. I'm not like just speaking in general about like steroid use in animals like that. That's, 
that's animal cruelty and that's wrong. Right. Um, right. You know, at least if a human being does that, they're making their decision. Um, and like this, none of these horses have that, um, have that ability. And that's, that's actually in my, I, the way I see it, that's actually kind of um, actually not kind of like a lot depressing. Yes. And, and there was a, a, a course or, or something or a trainer area um, a few years ago was renowned for lots of horses dying um, under questionable circumstances yeah. um, racing in this one specific place. So these animals certainly aren't um, treated well. I, I mean, you know, obviously they, they whip them during the race themselves. So, um, well, so to get them to run faster. When, when I was visiting Saratoga, that was like one of the things that always, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm naive, I guess. Like I, what struck me was, just watching how they took care of the horses. And I was like, this is like, they are, they're treating these horses like incredibly well. And like, that's what sort of, and then you stand next to them and they're, they're absolute like athletic specimens, these horses. Um, So like, you'd like to think that they would be, you know, worshiping these things and like taking care of them to the best of their ability. And then, if it's, if it is true that they're, you know, that, and how rampant, I guess that's, that's a question, you know, to ask as well. Like how rampant is this, I guess, to your point, like, so then maybe it's not just one trainer. I mean, I don't know. It's uh it certainly right. is a story that, uh, that probably isn't going to go away for the entire racing season, which, you know, is pretty much the rest of the summer. Right. And, and I, and I would imagine based on other sports and other things that, every group pushes it to the line that's allowed. Um, and you know, sometimes you get more than 10 picograms. Yeah. Whatever in your horse. Um, so, uh, it's silly, but also as you say, very serious. I, I think that makes sense. Like there's a lot of reverence for the horses, but then they're kind of treated in the end very poorly, um, as it goes. So, um, on that high note, I think we should, we should, we should move over right. to another topic. Um, the, uh, NFL season is long over. Um, the NFL draft is long over, but the NFL, we cannot escape it, Tim. The There's tight headlines. end carousel, or is this still a quarterback carousel with Tim this Tebow? Is, this is a tight end carousel, but he, he was jumped. a quarterback at one point. Yes, he so. was a quarterback. He he was with the Jets, right? He went he went he, nine and seven with the Broncos. He spent a season with the Jets. He spent uh, he spent a season with the Jets. I yeah. believe he even played a couple of preseason games for the Eagles. If I remember, yeah, he was right. at the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, he might have gone to the Eagles. And then played, most recently with the been, Mets, he was with the New York Mets. Yeah, he's been playing baseball with the Mets. Yeah. And also, I believe he's on he's on TV somewhere. He, he is. He does those Heisman college. commercials too, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely so, a name and a face, that's for sure. Yeah, so he seems pretty busy, but he needed, uh, I guess, another job. So uh, Tim Tebow tried out for the Jacksonville Jaguars as a tight end, uh, and they signed him to a one-year deal. No word if he's going to make it past right. cut yeah. down, right? Exactly. Um, but I guess that they saw enough that he was going to sign, Um to play tight end, a position he's never played professionally or in college. Um, obviously, a, a talented 
player or, or athletic player, um, but now he's 33. Uh, I don't know. Base, so, or, uh, he hasn't played football in like seven years, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, let's let's go back to back when Tim Tebow. Were you a Tebow time guy back then? Um, I, I mean, it was it was exciting that first year, especially when they won that playoff game on that long pass. Um, I don't remember who they were. Were they playing the Steelers, maybe? Um, and yeah, that was kind of exciting. I never really got too, too much into, into the team. That was the height of my, um, university of Florida hatred, um, back when they absolutely smashed what was probably the worst, like I've ever been around you and like, like (laughs) pressing sports, you know, like I, I think, I think we were watching the national championship game in 2006 and, and, I think I left the room um, <laughs> because it was just so bad. I ended up hating yeah. Florida for all for um, for that uh, reason, and never could really get onto the Tebow bandwagon. Yeah, I, I was never a Tebow guy myself, um, and now I am searching for it. I'm not the only one googling this. Uh, Six hundred eighty-one thousand results. Did Urban Meyer coach Tim Tebow? Turns out it's true. Yes, he did. Tebow won the Heisman coaching or working with urban Meyer. So they do have some relationship in the past. So so. I think there's some of that going on that, you know, urban Meyer is, is doing a solid for like urban Meyer is a big, uh, big on loyalty. Um, And so I think he's doing Tim Tebow a solid. He's also big on um, he's big on culture and there's probably not, you know, many guys that know, urban Myers cultural like coaching beliefs uh than Tim Tebow. Um and there's you know there's a lot of young guys on on that team that probably grew up unlike you and me um Next. like idolizing Tebow, right? Like right. you know sure. think of uh um Trevor Lawrence was Right. He's 22 now. So what, 10 years ago, he was, you know, a young kid probably watching Tim Tebow, you know, tear it up in the SEC. So like there are probably a bunch of dudes on that team that are look that look up to him. And he might be someone that at least for like training camp and all of that can can help to establish what Urban Meyer wants to try to establish. Yeah, and I think that that part of it makes the most sense that Urban Meyer did have a previous relationship with Tim Tebow. And brought him in for, you know, uh, for culture reasons, for locker room reasons. Um, and I don't know if he makes the roster, he makes the roster. I, I don't know. I can't get, I certainly can't get mad about it. Um, oh, I'm not going to get mad I mean, about it. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, let him. Yeah, sure. Why not? I have no problem with it. Yeah. I'm just, uh, one of the, I couldn't think of another um, tight end that Jacksonville has on their roster. Um, as I look it up, they have Chris Manhurts, Luke Farrell, Tyler Davis, James O'Shaughnessy. I think they just drafted ends. Luke Farrell. He's from Ohio State. Yeah, okay. In the fifth round, yep. So not exactly a uh, murderer's row of tight ends there. So if he makes the team, you know, I think that wouldn't be that surprising with the other guys. Luke yeah. Farrell and uh, maybe him and another guy. So, um that would certainly be interesting. It, it would be uh, plenty of storylines for us to talk about. So that's 
that always makes things easier for us. Yeah, I mean, I'll, why not? I'll root for him. Like, he seems... I guess like the the guys that I listened to on the radio, they were one of them was uh, in the morning. One of them was saying like, you know, enough already. This is a publicity stunt to sell jerseys and all that. Uh, maybe it is, but you know, I'll root for the guy. Whatever. Like it, it he's yeah, he seems like a good enough uh, good enough human being to uh, to you know, why not let him let him yeah. give, give him a shot. Sure. Yeah, and I, and I'm pretty sure that jersey sales don't go directly to the Jacksonville Jaguars for any jerseys they sell. So it all goes into the NFL's pool. Right. Um, so I'm not sure who is. Uh, maybe they're if they're using Tim Tebow to sell luxury boxes. Uh, then that would that would benefit them directly. But yeah. Um, either way, we I I'm sure it will be headline. Um, if and when he gets cut or if and when he makes the team. So that will be uh, a, a source of, of information for the rest of the year. Um, enough NFL for now. We are in the NFL offseason, and we'll try not to talk about them as much as we uh, – but they, they always <laughs> degenerate storylines. They story do a really good like job else. of keeping themselves in the news, don't yeah. they? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, so over to baseball, we have a couple of uh, headlines that I want to talk about this week. Um First, the first one is one that broke today. Actually, is the um, the Oakland A's the last team remaining in Oakland? Yeah, um, the Golden State Warriors moved to San Francisco. The Oakland Raiders moved to Las Vegas. Um, the Oakland A's are now looking to move somewhere else, anywhere else. They have a bunch of ideas, obviously, that they uh, places that they want to move to within Oakland. They want Oakland to pay for, you know a whole new stadium as much as they can get. Um, but they're looking at places like Las Vegas, which is pretty clear, um, and, and other potential cities to move to. Um, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know, I guess that stadium is in the, you know, the world of the new, you know, the newer stadiums that have been built in the last, I guess, 30 years. Um, I mean that they're still playing in that Coliseum is, uh, it's yeah, that, that is kind of crazy. So they, they are, uh, you know, in, in need of an upgrade, it would seem as a, as a franchise. Um, having said that, like, there is something that I don't love about like owners holding, essentially trying to hold, uh, city urban government hostage by being like, well, we're going to move if you don't pony up a bunch of taxpayer money uh, to build us this stadium. And I understand like that those there's sort of like sports teams are almost sort of quasi public goods in the sense that they, they bring greater economic, you know, uh, they bring money into those, the, you know, into this, I, I understand all that. Um, but there's something that doesn't sit well with me with, um, with a franchise trying to, it, it's almost like the same as like a player trying to force their way somewhere by, by pulling a, some kind of a stunt. I, I and this is just escalated up and, you know, instead of a millionaire doing it, it's a billionaire doing it. So, um, I'm not, I'm not in love with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that this has become pretty common around, the United States sports, right? We talked about it a few weeks ago, how this is not something that happens in uh, European soccer leagues, right? Yeah. Um, because of the fan 
level of backlash that they would get. Um, but in in the United States, obviously, we have the the football teams have moved. Um, the Expos became the Washington Nationals and um, MLB, obviously. Um, and let's see, uh, Oakland just lost, you know, their team to Las, Las Vegas in, in the NFL. Um, I think the owners have began to do this more uh, shamelessly. I think it was it was always kind of prevalent that they would want to get the sweetest deal that they could. Right. But basically they, you know, their lease or whatever runs out on their stadium and they say, okay, well, you know, city X build us a new stadium with as much public money as we can get out of you. Or we're going to go to city Y who will give us, you know, a whole stadium for free. I'm pretty sure the Las Vegas stadium, the Raiders probably paid nothing for that. Yeah. Um, so I think you're right. It has gotten more um, gratuitous um, from the billionaires who definitely could pay for their own stadium. I don't know the A's owner situation, but um, you know they're they're going to try to extract something from Oakland, and Oakland is probably not going to budge. They didn't budge for the Raiders. They didn't budge for the um, Golden State Warriors. So um, yeah, and you know what, like call their blood like where are you gonna, yeah. you know and I, I this is gonna i don't mean for this to sound like big city elitist like where are you gonna go like so baseball is different because you know it's not football where you have eight home games it's not basketball where you have 41 home games but you only have to you're only talking about what twelve thousand people um right. A baseball stadium, 40,000 people for 81 games. Like, yeah, what, what region that currently doesn't have a baseball team can handle that? Right. So, and, Portland, Oregon? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, Nashville, Tennessee? Like, and then you're going to, you're going to irritate probably, um, I, I'm guessing that they're, in the Braves market down there. Um, So like now you're, you're infringing on like another team's uh, like TV turf, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Vancouver, Montreal. Um, Like Montreal is probably the, the one place that could do it just because they, they did do it for however many years. But like if you were Oakland, why not play chicken with them? Like, yeah, go, you want to move to Vancouver? uh, Go ahead. Yeah, and I think what you said the the teams being in a city do bring in revenue, um, but I don't think that if you look at a lot of these stadiums that were built with a lot of public money, that the city ended up holding the bag. St. Louis, for example, um, pretty raw still from the Rams. They built them a new stadium to get them there in '95, and then. When that stadium became old enough for the Rams to get out of the lease, they said, okay, build us a new one. And they, again, called their bluff and uh, the Rams moved off back to LA again. Um, but the city of St. Louis is still paying off that stadium yeah. that they built for them. So um, I know Cincinnati gave a lot of money to the Bengals and pretty much you know, lost it all on the stadium, didn't get anything back. You know, um, Most of these teams have high-powered consultants that will put together a um, a beautiful PowerPoint that will tell the city leaders, you know, um, who, how much money the city is going to make 
because of that. And it's all in, pretty much inflated. And I know city leaders don't want to be the person who, you know, has a team leave uh, on their watch. But um, I think you're absolutely right that, you know, more teams should should call the bluff and more franchises should be able to pay their own, you know, to build their own stadium. Um, so it, they they make plenty of money. They all they all do fine, even though they cry poor. Um, right. I agree but, with that. You know, I, I think the city doesn't need to do give money away to a team that has plenty. They there's plenty of places that that need that money. So, right. Um, so that's the last piece on that. Um, another, in other baseball news, on-field baseball news. Yes. Um, the uh, so this offseason, the Los Angeles Dodgers basically signed everybody. They didn't need Trevor Bauer, but they signed Trevor Bauer to a huge contract. They have a stack lineup. Um, they had you know pitchers that you know that David Price is on a gazillion dollar contract, and they don't even really need him. Uh, he just kind of <laughs> sits yeah. on the bench or the injured list. Um, and they are currently only one game over 500 in third place, actually behind the Giants and the Padres in the NL West, um, generating uh, contra- not controversy, but generating headlines for their slow start, especially with how well they did in the shortened season uh, last year. They obviously have a, lo- a long way to go. Yeah. Um, but what do you think about the Dodgers struggles so far? So, I mean, I, let's see, quick math is going to tell me that they are 35 games in out of 162 game schedule. So that is not even a sixth of the games. Is right. that math roughly correct? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, um, I'll trust you. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's 20% of the games are done. Right. So one fifth, they're about one fifth into the season. Um, so yeah, I'm not too worried about them at this point. Um, you know, they're, they're only, um, three and a half games back. It's not like they're the Rockies at nine, nine games back there and have only won 12 games. Um, you know, I think, uh, I, I fully expect the Dodgers to be there in the end, bounce back and go on a nice summer run here. Um, I'm not I'm not concerned that they're gonna miss the playoffs or anything like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, the, one of the things that that sticks out is that they've they've lost a bunch of games late. Um, their bullpen um, has had struggles. Kenley Jansen is probably their closer who is kind of maybe on the end of the line for him. So they, yeah. they may take a chance to, to upgrade that um, upgrade that part of their uh, lineup or excuse me, their bullpen. Are they, um, I was just David Price out of the bullpen. Um, they were, yes, but he got hurt. I think he was like a, a bulk reliever. Okay. Um, so he did get hurt. So he was kind of like throwing like three innings at a time out of the bullpen. So they kind of didn't really need him so much, um, but he, he was there. Um, I think that they have so many good players. They have so many good prospects. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I, I was just trying to look for the uh, odds uh, for the division to see if we can get a uh, get a quick quick look at uh, 
buying low on the on the Dodgers since we both obviously think that they they still um, could win it. Um, so the yeah. Dodgers went two and eight, and their division title odds went from minus two hundred to minus four hundred. So their their odds have gotten actually longer. Yeah, even though they have lost eight out of 10. So I think uh, a lot of people in the betting market still see the Dodgers as um, yeah, the team to beat the team to beat. And, and in fact, a lot of people are doubling down on that at this point. So um, you could get the giants at plus 1800. They're currently in, in first place in the NL West. So um, I would not suggest doing that um, as Dodgers will be coming back here. So, yeah. Um, you know, baseball's, Baseball's, uh, you know, kind of a, we forget how long of a season it is that, you know, there are teams that stick around sort of until the midway point of the year and then um, start to start to kind of fall back down, um, fall back down to earth a little bit. So even, and, and then teams that, what was it? Uh, the um, Washington Nationals. Yep. From two years ago, um, over 60 games were under 500 and came back and won the World Series. Right. So, you know, there's still a bunch of time. There's there's and there's a bunch of time for for it to work the other way for teams that are um, that are riding high to, um, you know, have the bottom fall out a little bit and. uh Excuse me. And, uh, wow. Getting tired, I guess. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I said my piece there. <laughs> the yeah. Non cut me off. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, it'd be like the Kansas city chiefs, uh, going two and two to start the NFL season. Uh, probably not what they want. Um, but you know, I think nobody would say, Oh, you know what? Kansas City's definitely out of it. So right. long way to go. Um, interesting that they didn't jump out to a hot start, but there is a long way to go. Speaking of, of long way to go. There's not actually a long way to go in the NBA season. Um, we got about like a week left. Um, the We mentioned this a little bit last week, but uh, interesting to me, at least, uh, pieces of it is that um, two of the final four teams from last year, the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, and mm-hmm. the um, Boston Celtics, two of the giants in the sport, really, yeah. uh, as, as franchises are concerned, are in danger and, and currently favored percentage wise, I think both over 70% chance to be the seventh seed. And as we talked about a few weeks ago, um, that dooms you to the play-in tournament. So both the Lakers and the Celtics would have to win one game out of two uh, to get into the playoffs. So uh, Lakers are very limited right now without LeBron James. Um, he should be back. I think the latest was uh, the game after this one tonight. So they could um, ra- certainly round into form. And it's quite possible that in the Western Conference, the play-in game, the 7-8 play-in game could be Lakers versus Warriors, Steph Curry yeah. versus LeBron James. It would be appointment TV. So I kind of hope it happens because it would be like basically the biggest game, <laughs> game of the that year. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually would probably watch that. Yeah, the regular season really hasn't counted so much. A lot of teams are kind of, pacing themselves and a lot of injuries. So it's been a little bit of a weird regular season. It's very compressed. They're playing shorter than usual number of games. 
Um, so everybody's kind of biding their time till the playoffs. This would be the first kind of like, okay, like this is, this is a serious game that everybody's going to try to, um, you know, push for. So, um, that would be really cool. And it actually looks quite likely that it would happen. So that would be, um, early next week if it happens. So we'll definitely keep you updated on that. Um, who do you, uh, who do you like in this NBA here? Uh, who do you like? Give me, give me your finals. Yeah. So my Philadelphia 76ers are our number one overall in the East. Yeah. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic about that. I've watched them in the playoffs too many times recently to think that they're actually going to make it. Right. So I will probably pick um, Brooklyn just with the most talent. Um, and as we've seen in the playoffs, if you have guys that can score at will at the end of the game, um, you're more likely to advance. So I, I will probably take Brooklyn out of the East and in the West. Um, I'm going to do a similar thing in the team that was the most disappointing last year in the bubble was the Los Angeles Clippers. They basically didn't want to be there. They blew a 3-1 lead uh, against Denver. If I'm Denver or Utah, I get those teams mixed up. Both those teams at altitude. I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I get them all mixed up. Um, they blew a 3-1 lead, and they were up, I believe, 20 or something in the third quarter, and they blew that, and um, they just really wanted to go home, and they, they went home. Uh, I think that they will put it together as a little bit of a sleeper this year. I, ah. The teams ahead of them are uh, Utah, which has never done it really in the playoffs. And they have um, their one of their better players, Donovan Mitchell, is out. Um, Phoenix, which it came from nowhere this year um, to be in second place. So I actually think their biggest risk might be the Lakers themselves coming out of the seventh seed. Yeah, getting um, that plan, sure. Yeah, so that one could there could be and obviously if the lakers and warriors then both win and, and stay in seven and eight you could have a very tasty uh 1v8 and 2v uh seven in, in the first round so i think there's going to be some interesting matchups uh based on how it how it played out so i'll 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 go on the record now we'll, we'll definitely do a full preview once we have all of the matchups okay um but but right now i'm going to shoot for Brooklyn versus the LA Clippers. Okay, that'd be. Uh, I think the league wouldn't uh, wouldn't mind that matchup at all. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it would have Durant and Harden and Kyrie Irving Kyrie, on, yep. on Brooklyn and Kawhi, Kawhi. and Paul George. Um, so it would it would certainly have plenty of stars on, on the court, and I I think um, it would probably be fun to watch. I would. It would be hard for me to pick a team to root for. I don't really like either of those, but that's probably why I pick them because I, whichever team I don't like, I always predict them to go yeah. a long way. So I don't feel so bad when they go. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I knew that. Preparing so, for the worst, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. That'll wrap us for today. Um, Tim, do you have any shout outs that you want to put on there today? Um. I you know it's on the show sheet the return of shout outs and I came unprepared. Yeah. Um yeah. uh you go, you go and okay. let me see if something something comes. Okay. Shout out. Um it is two days after Mother's Day, so shout out yep. to all the moms out there. Um shout out to my mom, whose birthday is the twelfth when this will drop. So mom, happy birthday. I hope you listen to it on your birthday. Well, like I can't. probably have better things to do on your birthday than listen to this but no well that's uh, not she almost <laughs> gone <laughs> um so so that'll be my shout out moms in general um 
and and my mom specifically, as her birthday is on Wednesday. Well, you're showing me up, so I, I guess I gotta I, I can't uh, I can't leave without shouting out my mom. Um, there you go for you know Mother's Day and and all the all the everything you know uh, driving yeah. me back and forth from wherever, just uh, you know uh, well all the stuff. Yeah, I mean we. They were visiting, shout out vaccines again, um, a few weeks ago. And we were talking about that my mom actually drove me to school, uh, Vassar, uh, junior year. Because she okay. was like, you know, she remembered meeting your dad at move-in. No way. And Yeah. Um, and she and my brother drove me up and then drove back. So that's about like a 16 hours each way. Wow. And yeah. My brother at the time was not of driving age. Um, so he didn't drive. She drove the entire way. Um, I guess I helped on one way, but the way back, she drove the whole right. way. So no, that's a champ um, move right there. Yeah. So you, and as I remember, you gave me a couple of cinder blocks for my bed, raise it up. That's a pro, uh, pro college dorm room tip right there. <laughs> Oh yeah. my goodness. Remember that? Oh man. Yeah. So we were in, um, we would have been in, uh, Davison, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. Fourth floor. That's, uh, that's right. Yeah. Fourth yeah. floor. That, that was like the height of the Tecmo Super Bowl league. Yes, that was, that was, we had, we had, uh, Brendo had a, had a system in his room. You had a system in your yep. room. Chris Dapps, uh, was in the league. Yeah, we fired uh, up. Uh, buddy had a web page and a web oh, page. To, uh, yeah, you had a web page. Keep track of it. Is that even? Is that even still? Like, are there remnants of that anywhere? There could be. I I don't think so. It was probably on Vassar's, uh, you know, local website or GeoCities or yeah, you know, something yeah, yeah. like that that existed at the time. I oh my goodness, we would write like one. season write-ups yeah. and. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing uh, what you can do when you have a lot of time on your hands, you know? Yeah, or when you just have your priorities all <laughs> mixed up. <laughs> or that. Or that. <laughs> and it's like, ah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I don't have to do this paper right now. Yeah. You know, write up a Tecmo write-up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to know, uh, you know, how many sacks Bob, what's his name on the Green Bay Packers had, you know? Oh, man. What was that guy? Yeah, the the nose the nose tackle. Um, was like the most underrated player in the game. Right. I mean, everyone wanted to be the Giants because of LT or or the Raiders because uh, yeah. Bo Jackson or Christian Okoye in the, um, the Kansas City Chiefs. Actually, have you seen that video of Christian Okoye playing Tecmo and like playing with himself? No, I haven't. I think it's on, I think it's a, it's, it's gotta be on YouTube and he's just like, he's running, you know, he's playing Nintendo and he gives himself the ball and like all these, remember how like the defenders would like the strong running backs, they'd hit the running yeah. back and then they fly backwards. Bounce off, yeah. He yeah, basically experiences that and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, so the defensive tackle for Green Bay is Bob Nelson. Yes. Bob oh Nelson. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. He yeah. was good. So he he play, he played for Tampa Bay Buccaneers for one season and the Green Bay Packers for two. That was the extent of his career. Um, and it, somehow in Tech Mobile, he became the most dominant 
nose tackle. So the the game makers must have like done that on purpose, right? I don't know. Yeah, maybe he maybe he's a uh, a a um, Easter egg kind of. Yeah, kind of right. Player. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Could be. Shout out, shout out, Bob Nelson. Shout out, Bob um, Nelson. Shout out to the Tecmo, yeah. the Vassar yeah. College Tecmo Bowl, uh, Tecmo Super Bowl League. Yes, it's got to be Super Bowl. Um, all right, buddy. With that, I think we're gonna get out of here. What are you going to keep your eye on this week? Um, great question. I'm again like utterly unprepared for the things that we do every week. Um, <laughs> so, um. I will be keeping my eye on. Well, uh, I'll, I'm looking forward to. Um, I, I texted you this earlier that it's been like super busy uh, at work and everything. So I, I actually have not paid very much close attention to anything sports related. So I guess I'm gonna um, be keeping my eye on. You know, uh, trying to carve out some time this weekend, kick kick my feet up on the couch and you know, watch a baseball game and, and just relax a bit. So I guess that's, that's what I'm keeping my eye out for. There you go. I'm, I'm definitely keeping my eye on uh, the beginning of the minor league baseball season um, started early in May. So we're, we're getting uh, stats from minor league baseball, which we did not have last year. Coming so in. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm very excited for that for all of my deep fantasy leagues on dynasty sports empire.com. I am um, in need of some fresh uh, minor league talent that I've just, had the same guys for years and years. Um, I, I probably need some infusion of new talent. So I am keeping my eyes glued to minor league baseball statistics and box scores. There you go. I'm keeping my ears glued to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast. We'll talk to you next week. See you later, Jeff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, nothing. I gotta, I gotta take out the trash. That's is that. That's what. That's what the rest. Of, I guess I probably do that too. Yeah, I mentioned that. But is your is your trash? Are you a Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday trash? Wednesday. Um, I'm Wednesday out trash whenever trash. the bag gets full. I bring it to the dumpster trash. Uh, uh, I got a dumpster situation. Yeah. So, but I do believe tomorrow is recycling because all the um, like people put the recycling bins out into the street and they take up parking spots. Those are those are too valuable. I know. Just have have a little respect for the parking spot, please. That's all I'm asking. Well, if you can you could uh, you can just put it somewhere else. Just pick it up, put it somewhere else, and put your target. Yeah. So it, it, it has come to that before, where I move the. And I usually am gone like before the recycling trucks come anyway. So it's not like I'm risking right. putting myself in, in the line of fire of the of the trucks. So. There's an advantage to getting up with it. Yeah. Well, there's 